Hi, I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. Due to the pandemic, we bring you one bad mother straight from our homes, including such interruptions as children, animal noises, and more. So let's all get a little closer while we have to be so far apart. And remember, we are doing a good job. This week on One Bad Mother, maybe we need off-planet help. We talked to Jordan Morris and Eliza Skinner about working on the new show Earth to Ned on Disney+. And Biz can't stop giving it away. Woo! <laughs> so I feel that that's how 2020 has been. Um, but I am going to woo for some positives. I had a kid that graduated from high school, so woo! And my other two are teenagers, and we're getting through it. So, yeah, calling from Pennsylvania, and I'm wooing with you from out here on the west, uh, <laughs> out here on the east coast. Um, everybody, hang in there. I see you. You're doing a good job. Bye. You are doing a good job, and I really appreciate that you don't even know where you are anymore. <laughs> East Coast, West Coast, it doesn't matter. I mean, I think like a Beach Boys song somewhere suggests that we wear different bikinis. But other than that, (laughs) those are the real differences that matter. And I just, David Lee Roth, I think, also had some comments on East Coast and West Coast. But all that said, good job. Good job. I think you are right to celebrate the small victories today. You had a child graduate high school. Holy guacamole. That is a really big deal. That's a huge deal. It's also kind of a big emotional deal for you. And I'm not sure how the pandemic adds a spin to that. I guess I guess I guess it makes you sound less crazy when you're like, "Don't leave." <laughs> to your child. No, no, seriously, don't leave. You not don't, you can't, you cannot leave. It's not about me, I promise. It's about the virus. Just come sit in my lap. And you've got two others who are doing well. Good job. Good job. Speaking of good jobs, you are all doing a remarkable job. Special shout out to essential workers. Da, 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 da. That's you and you and you and you. I'm pointing. I'm pointing to, to Hannah. She's my essential worker. You know, I was talking to my therapist today, and we were talking about the fact that uh, nothing's nothing's actually changed. (laughs) The only thing that's changed is that we're getting a little numb to it, or maybe we're getting a little comfortable in our sheltering in place and our minimal, like, going in and out. And I say that for those of us who are not essential. (laughs) I mean, you're essential to me, but you know what I mean. And as a result, it can feel like maybe it has changed, but I don't think it has. So pretty sure, I mean, I haven't gotten any, I haven't gotten an email saying it's all back to normal. In fact, cases aren't rising in most parts of the United States. So thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody in the medical profession, be you 
pediatricians making sure our kids continue to get the vaccines and well visits that they need to ER surgeons, to the nurses, to the RNs, to the people who work in tech support in hospitals, to people who enter our data when we show up, to the people who keep the doctor's offices and hospitals sterilized and clean. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And special shout out to dentist. I went and saw mine this week because mama's got a bad mouth (laughs) and I need consistent uh, hygiene. And after six months, I went. And so shout out to them and all dental professionals for keeping it clean and keeping it safe. Everybody at grocery stores, packing, shipping boxes, farmers, if you touch our stuff, thank you for doing so in a mindful way. And the post office, woo! And volunteers. Oh, and teachers, they're, surprise, uh, turns out there's a lot of essential work out there. And I am so pleased to get to say thank you over and over and over again. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So, good job. Oh, and scientists, don't forget scientists working on cures or just ways to walk through this or putting up with all the bullshit that is anti-science. Thank you. I see you. Now, how am I? Well, I'm all right. I just can't stop giving my children things. I realized this the other day. I had to go to Target to grab something. I cannot remember. It's not like the old days where I would just go and roam the clearance aisles. But I was in there to get a thing. And then I was like, maybe I'll just go look at the toy section. Maybe I'll go look at the art supply section. And then I just was like, yes, it makes total sense that I'm going to buy buy something for my kids who are already already getting little stuff. I'm not saying they're getting gigantic whole Lego sets here. I'm talking like little $5, $7. Maybe it's just some stickers. Maybe it's a whole bunch of donuts from a bakery. Like, and I can't decide. I was actually talking to Teresa. She, I was like, I just giving my kids shit left and right. She goes, me too. <laughs> I said, oh, thank God. That's I was like, it's like a mix. It's like a a mix of me as their parent wanting to see joy, trying to fill the hole left by the guilt with a little something, maybe as a reward because they're getting through it. None of which I would probably reward with stuff under normal circumstances. And let's be real, a lot of it's bribery. A lot of it's bribery just to keep everybody's spirits up. I'm not sure how my children are going to come out on the other side of this when it comes to understanding really anything, really any any exchange between other people. With that said, understanding other people can sometimes be hard, especially if they are not from Earth. (laughs) Hannah thinks that's very funny. Which I think ties in nicely to what we're going to talk about today with Jordan Morris and Eliza Skinner about working on the new Disney Plus show, Earth to Ned. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. 
guys. Today, I am so excited because we are talking to two very funny people. If you are a fan of many of the Maximum Fun shows, you know one of these people. And if you have listened to One Bad Mother or perhaps were at one of our live shows in San Francisco, you know our other guest. We have today Jordan Morris, who is a comedy writer who worked on the new Disney Plus series, Earth to Ned. He's also a podcaster who co-hosts Jordan Jesse Go. I say that with like such authority because it's like, look, that is maximum fun in my opinion. (laughs) Eliza Skinner is a comedian, musician, and the head writer for Earth to Ned on Disney Plus. Her debut album of comedy and music, Regarding My Lovers, was just released on AST Records. Welcome, Jordan and Eliza. Welcome, Jordan and Eliza. It's great to be here at the hoedown. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Last weekend, <laughs> uh, last week's show, I had a migraine for the first time in years, and I still did the show. And when I listened to it, didn't sound that peppy. It was like, "Hi, welcome <laughs> to One Bad Mother. <laughs> welcome to One Bad Mother. Everything's okay." Uh, mm. So I, I have the a midday NPR. Version. It was a t- <laughs> it really was the NPR. And I was talking. My guest. Can you make soup in a housing project <laughs> coming up at noon? Oh, okay. My guest was so soft-spoken too, so I just kept getting like smaller and closer to the mic, yeah, and we both were sure. just talking. Mm. Anyway, before we get into Earth to Ned, I want to ask you both: Who lives in your house, Eliza? Who lives in your house? My cat Casper and my dog Boo. Uh, Boo Berry, formally, but we call him Boo. Call him Boo. I I am so in love with the dog. Because I get to Zoom, guys. I get to see the pictures. And there's this dog, this perfect dog behind her. I never once thought to ask if you had a cat. I'm so sorry. Oh, oh he's sleeping in the other yeah. room. But yeah, yeah How- he's he's older. He's uh, he's a, a, a crusty old, I mean, yeah. not literally crusty, but just uh, emotionally a crusty old cat. Yeah. And he and Boo get along okay. Sometimes... <laughs> Boo will sort of follow Casper around like, oh, hey, are we hanging out? And Casper's like, no, I'm never going to hang out with you. What are you doing? Never. He's like, got it, got it. We're smelling stuff. I'm helping. (laughs) (laughs) Then Casper takes out one of the cigarettes he has rolled up in a pack (laughs) on his uh, his sleeves. Yeah, and he he teaches him how to... How to like give blowjobs? I don't know. Yeah, no, that's pretty much what the relationship right? between cats and dogs, yeah, teach yeah. each other. Right. And then he gives him his first Smiths record. And, that's uh, right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Boo's like, I don't get it, but I can never tell him. <laughs> this is cool. <laughs> Jordan, who lives in your house? Uh, I live in my house. I think I'm nice. doing a great job of it. You uh, are doing such a good job living you. in your house. I love to You're live welcome. here. Yeah. Uh, and I also live living here is my cat, Bug, who I think maybe you could see if I lean. I'm going to lean and you tell me if you see her. Okay, I'm ready. I don't see the cat. Okay, I think she's at the window <laughs> uh, where she likes to sit uh, oh. and enjoy birds and some outdoor cats that like to come around. And as of this week, uh, a little exercise class that people have started having in the backyard. Oh, that's fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, for a cat, you know, and but I love, you know, it's great that they're doing that out there, you know, near me. And I can hear their extended club remix of party all the time that they work out to. I love that. 
Nice. All right, let's move on to important stuff, which is the show. We are all still home, and God knows we need even more content to watch on television, and I'm not kidding. Earth to Ned. It Today, we are recording this today on September 4th, and the show actually came out today. And Jordan, I'm going to start with you. Can you, this is on Disney Plus, Earth to Ned, uh, give us a synopsis of the show. Uh, sure. So, uh, Earth to Ned, it is a talk show hosted by aliens. Uh, the crew of this kind of alien destroyer ship uh, came to Earth with the purpose of destroying it. Ned is the captain. He's this kind of very sweet, kind of dumb, very enthusiastic ship captain. And he and before they, they you know, fired their doomsday weapon, they downloaded all of Earth's media and Ned <laughs> fell in love with TV and celebrities. So who wouldn't? He decided that instead of uh, destroying the world, he would host a talk show. So he gets celebrities in his tractor beam, uh, beams them onto the ship and forces them to do very weird talk show interviews. Yeah. And there's a great <laughs> cast of characters on the ship. Uh, there's a mean AI named Betty. There's a the sidekick Cornelius, who actually goes out in the world and does field pieces. So it's kind of all the gunk you would see on a talk show, but with a, you know, crazy sci-fi Jim Henson twist. It is the format of a talk show. And so I guess my first question is, who is this? What is your age? Gay? Who is the audience? For this show, when you when when you guys started with this project, I guess I should also ask, why did you start with this project? But first, I'd mm-hmm. like to know the audience, Eliza. Yeah, well, initially the audience was adults. Yeah, um, this was supposed to be an, a, a really edgy show for adults, but we knew that with puppets in it, kids were going to want to watch it. Anything yeah. with puppets, kids are going to be like, this is probably for me. So we needed to make it something that would be okay for kids to be in the room. Yeah. And then as we were going along, we we're like, oh, okay. Disney was like, maybe, maybe it's for families to watch all together. It's, it's, <laughs> it's for everybody all at once. And we we're like, okay. And then they were like, mm, maybe it's more for kids, but like parents can be in the room also. And so we're like, okay. So it kind of <laughs> slid around. But I think that that sliding around ended up with a, a tone that I like yeah. a lot where there's, there's stuff that's going to go over kids' heads and make parents laugh in a way that they won't hopefully have to explain. And then there's also stuff that kids are going to totally understand and stuff hopefully that inspires them to learn more about something they'd never heard of. Because those are all the things that I felt watching The Muppet Show when I was a kid. Or even like Looney Tunes. Yeah. like The first time I heard opera it was already familiar because i'd seen it on bugs bunny yeah right and then like bugs bunny will do a clark gable impression or something (laughs) and you'll laugh because he's doing a voice but then your parents have to explain to you who that was supposed to be yeah and then later when you encounter it you're like oh this guy you know what i already i've got (laughs) an entry into this anyway i'll go ahead and watch this movie as writers I would have to imagine the starting with it going for adults and then shifting and then shifting and then shifting again. That presents, I mean, that presents a lot, especially as comedy writers, because who knows? I mean, I, I think I know what kids find funny, <laughs> but it like it involves it involves a lot of the uh, farting. I mean, and I have, have they're highbrow. It's a highbrow. Uh, well, but we're also talking about Disney, so Disney does not want farting, and well, I desperately so- wanted to put farting into this show, and I did. Oh. But 
we had to have a lot of back and forth and negotiations about exactly what the sound of a toot versus a fart mm. is. Right. Well, is it dry? I... Is it wet? Is it? Yeah, I know. You should, you should definitely ask Alexa if you just want a few hours of fun. And I mean that. Oh, okay. I mean it. <laughs> well, make sure you ask. Anyway. Uh... God help you if you suggest that one of the characters shart. Oh, oh no. Well, so that, <laughs> I want about this. Where did the humor have to go back and forth? And were there, like, what is the sliding scale in terms of writing for adults and kids at Disney for humor? Well, it was mostly just, like, there are a few things that Disney really didn't want us to say. Like, we could not say that, we could not call anybody stupid yeah. or an idiot. Even even the two main characters who very often with the type of dynamic they have with the, the kind of dumb yeah. captain and his smarter sidekick, normally they would be thrown around some sort of like, oh, you idiot. Why are you? None of that. That was a big hard no. Everything else was kind of like just what you would have as a no for any kind of primetime network sitcom. Um, and as far as targeting the humor, we really didn't go like, what do kids like? I mean, we had a lot of parents who worked on the show, but it was just what do we find funny that that it, that stays within those margins and is reacting to the type of tv and media that we see and kids see yeah Stephen and i were watching it this morning with the kids and then and he and i were totally having a separate conversation about the show over the kids uh, you know or one of us would like walk into the other room and then the other would come in and be like oh that was really funny when they did the thing you know what's interesting i was thinking right because we have nothing else to talk about so we're gonna minutely <laughs> break your show down no but we were one of the things we were talking about is it it feels to us as people who did not work on the show that they're sort of two sort of things that it felt were being achieved whether intentional or not are one what is a talk show like a, a like an evening like a late night talk show by by its name is late night <laughs> children probably are not watching it at least until they're a certain age i mean i'm i'm with you i grew up watching david letterman with my dad so chris elliott's character the man under the oh, stair yeah, like sure. all of those things i can point to how they impacted my view on the world and comedy and things like that, but so you've kind of got, we're teaching Ned what a late night show is <laughs> and how to run it. And that sort of teaching kids, I guess, modern day opera, it also feels like it's teaching kids how to model emotions, right? Like there's a lot of this, this is what sarcasm is, and this is how you would respond to this. And it's like a lot, and a lesson on what comedy is, but I will admit, children do not instinctually get how to react and respond in the world, and some kids have a harder time than others. And I mean, I mean, was any of that in the thought process process of the show besides just making a fun show? Jordan, do you? Yeah, I mean, I from my end, and, and Eliza, uh, and I was on the writing staff, and Eliza was the head writer, so I think, you know, Eliza, you probably had more discussions as far as, like, tone and the nuts and bolts of the show and the bigger goals, um, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't think, I don't remember talking about that, but I, like, having written kids' TV before, like, kids' 
characters in kids TV are at their best when they're hyper emotional. Like when, mm-hmm. you know, maybe even like, um, so I wrote for a Cartoon Network show called Unikitty and the cast mm-hmm. of that show, everybody is kind of like a hyper version of one emotion, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, Unikitty is uh, assaultively positive. You know, her assistant Richard is uh, very boring and sensible. And I think these characters, I mean, they are they are puppets, but I mean, I think for all intents and purposes, they're cartoons. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I just, I think when you are kind of dealing with a step removed from reality, whether it be animation or puppets or something, something, just like... Big emotions work best. So yeah, I think maybe that's kind of what you're seeing is everybody kind of playing these kind of big kind of theatrical emotions. Yeah. Eliza? Yeah, the way that that, uh, I approached it was a lot more about the alien point of view, that these are aliens Mm -hmm. and they're trying to learn what it means to be human, which in a way is like kind of what kids are doing. No, it is sure. it is what kids are doing. So, so <laughs> yeah. So they're like, yeah. okay, we see that. Like, I mean, I remember when I was a kid, and I I loved comedy, and I liked the shape and the music of a joke way before I understood mm-hmm. how jokes totally. in general work, or yeah. the jokes I was telling that I would like read out of a joke book. I was just like, oh, I like you do da 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 and ba, and then everybody yeah. laughs. Okay, great. <laughs> and I feel like that's kind of what Ned is doing with a lot of things. Like, yep. okay, I, I can mimic this, but why? And what is it? And why are you guys doing it in the first place? Please explain yeah. it to me so that I can I can understand it. And then he'll filter it through his kind of uh, <laughs> limited brain and thought process and very often dumb it down in a a different twisted kind of unexpected way which creates some <laughs> some humor um no yeah and also yeah i just i think we we were trying not to talk down to kids and make sure that there is always some funny stuff happening on on various levels yeah often enough that we don't lose any of the of the audience Stefan and I are like, oh, that's really funny. And we're noticing these nuances. And in the back of my head, I thought, what do my kids think about this? Which is what brought the question mm-hmm. up. Who is this for? Why did I assume this was for kids? Shame on me. <laughs> but we get through and he's, uh, Ellis is six, Katie Bell's 11. How is that and- possible? I know. Uh, no, they're they're old. This morning I was like on the couch and they were like, mama. And they come and they sit. And I was like, when the hell did we get like two ass people people right like, people they have They're briefcases that... yeah they do they have yeah they own Katie boats? Have a business boats? cards nobody even uses <laughs> yeah, those anymore they, do. they have <laughs> right. business cards they've got a pager you know yeah. we're keeping them cutting edge but i thought and i would like to imagine we raise them in a house of jokes mm-hmm. right they they get jokes and I was like oh, i wonder what they think about this but as soon as it was, it was over they're like can we watch another one and I was like, that is a big stamp of approval in this house. Yeah, sure. As well as just they were getting it on the different levels. Ellis was really into some of the physical jokes that were happening. And Katie Bell was it the whole thing about imitating aliens. That is a good joke. And I know <laughs> no one knows what I'm talking about while <laughs> I'm talking about this. But it actually, it really is delightful. And you are achieving your goal. But if I was going to be recommending this, and I am recommending it, I'm going to say parents finally you can actually sit in the room for this one. <laughs> and and I agree. We didn't try to explain anything during it. We just left it. And I, and intentional or not, 
I do think there is a lesson in what comedy is that's being taught that that I think actually is really helpful because kids want to try out things to get that positive response. Mm-hmm. The shape of the simultaneous, joke. Yeah, and simultaneously, sometimes you laugh with kids and they weren't trying to tell a joke. And then that's very confusing as to why are you <laughs> laughing? And that can... <laughs> Uh, when you turn 11, it's really upsetting. Uh, <laughs> right. I'm, I'm serious. Laughing? I'm a serious person. We get into That's that right. a little bit in our in our comedy episode. Um, yeah, yeah, so it's there's, again, surprise, you're actually helping children navigate their emotions. <laughs> well, that's that was one of the things that was actually really important to me. Um, and especially in, in talking to the performers, sometimes I would come up with kind of more... Uh, it, extreme not just me i mean everybody would come up with kind of more uh extreme topics and questions mm-hmm. than maybe you might expect in a kid's show like in the episode in our, in our pets episode are we going to talk about yeah. pets dying in our family episode are we going to talk about when you don't agree with your family or you feel like they yeah. don't agree with you and sometimes people were a little like hey wait a minute i don't know if we should talk about this stuff and I was like, this is exactly what kids are thinking about. They're thinking about the, the big stuff. They're thinking about what is death? What is, yeah. how does the world work? Uh, how am I supposed to deal with these feelings that I have? And I'm so scared that what if I can't deal with them and they overwhelm me? Yeah. So having, so showing these aliens, yeah, just like talking about it in a, in, in, in a simple, casual way, as though they're not the scariest things in the world was my uh, attempt to be be helpful. <laughs> like, that's what I would have wanted. I would have wanted to feel like, oh, okay, it's, I'm allowed to ask these questions. They don't yeah. summon the bad things just by asking them. Just by asking. Oh, that's good. Thank you. That's the name Thank of a you. novel. That should be the name of your novel. There it is. Summon the bad things just by asking summon- them. <laughs> that's, that's right. Well, because it's... It is true, especially if you set out with a goal. I think a lot of people set out with the goal of I'm not going to write down to kids, right? I'm not going to write down. Or even as parents, you can be like, I'm not going to dumb it down for my kids. And then there are some days you just got to dumb it down. But for the most part, like the goal is lofty. But it's hard to carry that line of thinking over to the tough stuff, especially if as an adult, you haven't had a chance to come to grips with it. And so when shows do weave that in, it's actually really helpful because it can start conversations that parents don't know how to start on their own. One of the uh, one of the best signs uh, for me was uh, towards the end of shooting. So we've released the first 10 episodes. There's 10 other episodes we already made. Who even knows when those come out? (laughs) Um, And in one of those episodes, a couple, a comedian couple, um, Ptolemy and Shelley Slocum, mm-hmm. play a, a, a couple in a, in a little parody sketch that we do, that we did. And so they had to sit there all day watching us shoot all this stuff, uh, waiting to shoot their thing. <laughs> and when I went to talk to them, they were like, oh, my gosh, we would watch this with our kids. Yeah. And I was like, cool. Yeah. I remember when my parents and I, and they were like, no, no. We don't watch anything with our kids. Yeah. They didn't, we don't like that stuff. <laughs> this stuff they would like and we would like. And I was like, yeah. that's that sounds great. And I, I hope I hope you're I hope you're right. <laughs> that would I be think that should be that should be like the byline. We would watch this with our kids for real. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What brought you guys to this project? 
Marwar Productions, who's uh, Allison Berkeley and uh, Joseph Reed, had sold this idea to Henson, and they were looking for writers and for a head writer. And I, at that point, was done with Hollywood and America. Um, <laughs> why? What's going on, Eliza? Why? <laughs> Hollywood well, and America I mean, are both better than they've ever been. And yeah. they go so well together. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. I was, like, thinking of moving to London. Yeah. I got my UK citizenship back. And I was, um, oh, and I was just that. so tired of working in, in late night that just deified celebrities yeah who for no reason for yeah. for just they're very, they're very pretty and they yeah. grew up with the right kind of family and then got the right kind of agents i'm like i don't want to be a part of that i don't think that that's helping anybody yeah and then i interviewed for this gig and i went in and they gave me their pitch which was pretty much late night talk show hosted by aliens yeah and i started asking questions that they didn't have answers to and i thought like i walked out of my first interview and was like well I blew that. They hated me. <laughs> uh, I hate celebrities, and I'd like to come right for your show. Well, I didn't tell them the hating celebrities thing, although it, it, it became clear as the show went up. They were like, oh, I'm like, I don't want to know. Like, it, I ended up, it ended up being one of the ways that I was perfect for the show because yeah, no, they it's... couldn't, they can't, because the way we shot it, and we knew we would have to shoot it this way, and we don't know when the show's going to come out, so they can't promote any projects. So it can't just be like, show us your clip. Wow. Yeah. What was it like making that? Okay, bye. Like, it has to be like, hey, tell me a fundamental truth about the human existence, Tay Diggs. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yes, that is what I want to be asking. I know. <laughs> Justify your celebrity with like, some, some real right. stuff. So yeah, when they called me back in, they were like, oh, we liked you because you made us think of things that we didn't know we had to think about. Ooh, um, good. And I was like, oh, okay, good. So yeah, they they ended up hiring me and I did a lot of like, yeah, 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 I can totally handle this. No problem. Like pretty much running a show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, big God. deal. Mm, yeah, yeah. With puppets. I've never worked with before. <laughs> That's <laughs> no <sure>. problem. Um, <laughs> And then would go home and be like, ah, they're going to figure it out at some point. Those are just like uh, socks that go on your hand, right? I've done right? that. Yeah, yeah. got socks. You, uh, you do some little buttons to it. That's the eyes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I got the job and then I had to staff up the writer's room. And I was like, okay, so I need people who are funny with late night experience, who I know have a passion for sci-fi and and. and and a um, an open mind of the the different things you can do with sci-fi and ways yeah. you can twist it and use it to look at the world that we're in, and to have experience working with uh, children's TV, and that was like uh, it was. I pretty much was like, oh, I need someone with J O R D. Right. It was an acrostic. It was an acrostic poem. Right. Yeah, Eliza and I have worked together on uh, on stuff before, and uh, yeah, and, and it's always a blast. So yeah, when when she mentioned they were looking for somebody, I jumped at the chance, and definitely I, you know, like was a Muppet nerd as a kid, and you know, just like getting to see, you know. In the lobby, the Fraggles hanging out, and the baby from Dinosaurs. It was just like, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a goddamn dream. And I know that you know, like, like as as Eliza mentioned, sometimes uh, showbiz can be so <laughs> lame that you you plan your exit, and then yeah, and then I don't know, and then something like this comes along, and it's like, oh, I get to do a hilarious project with my hilarious friends, and. 
Mm. It'll go great. And it's like I'm going to a dream factory every day. Oh, my gosh. And then, uh, you know, and it just it, it keeps you going. Stuff like Wait, this. you yeah. literally were going to a dream factory every day. Yeah, if you basically. You were on the Henson property. It's like life's like a movie, yeah. right? You're like, <laughs> yeah, you're you drive in like, the gate, and it's uh, it's oh, Kermit yeah. in his little Charlie Chaplin outfit. Yeah, Santa I Over can't. The gate. I am. I'm pitching a show to Willy Wonka next month, so yeah, hopefully yeah. that goes, and then I can <laughs> I go to the. But here's so, dangerous there. So, <laughs> oh, they <laughs> just make candy. Yeah. Jordan, what was it like writing for? From I'm gonna say Muppets yeah. for puppets. Yeah, no, or... it was it was it was awesome. I mean, I think um, um... were there limitations though to like I mean, animation can do anything. Yeah, humans, we all know what our limits are mm-hmm. sometimes, but puppets. You know, like yeah, with any kind of with any kind of showbiz job, you do kind of have to take into account like what are the limitations. Like for instance, the first time I worked for animation, I'm like, all bets are off. They're going to the moon, and there's gonna be dinosaurs. But then they're like, okay, so new backgrounds are expensive, so this should all take place in a place they've been before. And if you want to introduce a new character, that's very expensive. So if it could just be an old character in a hat, that's great. So you know, like. So you kind of like you figure out the limitations. So yeah, I mean, I think that just like the the stuff we did, although we did do some fun sketches, and there is a little bit of you know kind of special effects and stuff like that. But yeah, just most of the comedy is from character. It's just yeah. from like you know characters, you know their misunderstandings, them having big emotions. So I think that was kind of like what we were writing to is like uh, more just like kind of character based comedy rather than you know a shark comes in and eats everybody. Yeah, well, well, sure, fair enough. Season two. Fair Season enough. two, hopefully uh, the shark comes in and eats everybody, and then the show's about the shark from that point on. But Yes. So, Stefan, when he came in at one point when we were having our conversations, he said, it feels like there's a lot of editing, meaning there's so much more content out there with the guests. And is that, I'm going to assume that's true. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We, we shot a lot. I mean, you you would have to book the guests for a long time because we're also working with uh, all these different puppets, including Ned, who is a very complex animatronic puppet. So if something goes wrong with him, we would have to like replace his head or (laughs) stick a screwdriver in his mouth and tinker around in it. Don't tell your kids any of that. Um, (laughs) So we had to have the so we were gonna have to have people there committed to be there for a, a while anyway, and so we would talk to them for as long as we had them, and yeah, um, yeah get a lot of material, and also, you know, get them loosened up because at first it yeah. feels like, oh, am I on a kids show? And am I supposed to say the right thing or the wrong thing? And this is weird. And where do I look? And which eyeball do I look at? And then after a while, they would kind of chill out and just have real conversations with these big weird puppets. Yeah. Here's my last question. And this is uh, this is to you, Eliza, given your less than passionate love for celebrities. As head writer, where is the line where you get to be the one who picks the celebrity? I mean, how are you guys getting the celebrities? I would imagine at some point, maybe there was a pledge you made to yourself that's like, only nice people. Because I, I am such a like... I. I to me, the thing that bothers me is when people still get rewarded when they're horrible. You know, they're just fucking nightmares. And yet they still get picked because of the being a celebrity. So is that something you were able to sort like when 
yes. we see these people. They're really nice people. Yeah. I yeah. mean, this is the first show. My, I made a pledge a long time ago that my goal with the TV that I make is no rapists on this show. Hey, good <laughs> rule. That's this, a... is, this is the first time. <laughs> this is the first time. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. So it's just... Uh, <laughs> But, Turns out there are some out there. Did you? I, I yeah, don't know if we knew like, that. There, I mean, there's sometimes there are people who haven't raped people. But that's not a secret, right? I mean, I every every comedy show wants to book Mike Tyson because he's yeah. a comedian now. And I like, know. I don't. I'm not saying yeah. he should go live in a hole in the ground and you know not have a fine life, having paid his debt. But like, why are we still yeah. lauding these people and giving them platforms? Um, so yeah, it is a bunch of nice people. And honestly, Biz, look at who's on the show. How I did I book it? I Anna. sent a bunch of texts. It's like, <laughs> it's, I know, these are all it's your Kristen friends. Schall, I know. It's Kristen it's Paul Scheer. I know, I know. It's Andy Richter. It's uh, uh, Rachel Bloom. I know. <laughs> your dog Boo, your dog Boo was <laughs> yeah, the uh, second guest. Dog Boo was yeah. on there. I will say, it was definitely a moment where like, Stefan and I were like, eh, we know that guy. Uh, we know we used to know that person and, you know and, and yeah. still our children don't care but it's <laughs> yeah that okay fair yeah. enough and it but i will say <laughs> those are people that i did not do that for on other shows that i've worked yeah. on I, I i this is the first show that i was like i know we will treat you right i know this will be fun for you and i i, I can promise you this is an experience worth you having um and so i'm willing to risk my you know, relationship with you to <laughs> yeah. beg you to be on my show. And it didn't honestly take much begging because everybody wants to just come to the Henson lot yeah. and be on a show. Well, congratulations, A, to both of you for working on this show and getting it out there. It really is fun. I enjoyed seeing the writing team brain trust over in the corner. Uh, <laughs> oh, one the brain literally, yeah. literally brains. Mm-hmm. Uh and on a personal side note, congratulations, Eliza, for getting to make those calls. That's badass. Really, really happy that you got to do that. And for those of you who don't know, Eliza and I have known each other for many years from comedy way back in New York City. And, you know, I got to support. I love the ladies. <laughs> and it's nice when uh, good, nice, funny women get to uh, make decisions like bringing on lovely people like jordan well shucks so good job uh we are going to be back in just a moment to share our genius and fails One Bad Mother is supported in part by Billy. Self-care and routine are important. Whatever you're using to get ready for the day should make you feel amazing. Da-da-da-da, meet Billy. They deliver premium razors and high-performing body care directly to you. No pink tax, no visit to the drugstore. All you have to do is go to mybilly.com to get their starter kit for just $9, which includes their award-winning razor, two refill blades, and a magnetic holder. I think my favorite part, besides it just being a really good razor, is the little magnetic holder that I have in my shower now. I just shave, and then boop, up goes the razor, and there's something very pleasing about the whole thing. 
they just released three completely clean must-have products to add to your routine. Lip balm, dry shampoo, and face wipes. Get started by going to mybelly.com slash mother to get the best razor you will ever own. Best part? The starter kit is just $9 plus free shipping always. Go to mybelly.com slash mother. Spelled mybillie dot com slash mother. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. We're back with the wonderful Eliza and Jordan, and they are going to join me today for the Genius and Fail segment. So let me begin by geniusing you. Wow. Oh my God. Oh my God. I saw what you did. Oh my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh my God. That's fucking genius. So, guys, here's my genius. There, uh, a, a long running thread in the show and in life is. Self-care, doing anything fucking nice for yourself. And it's very hard right now to find that time to do stuff just because you're all trapped at home. Uh, in my situation, everybody's here and they all really love me and they want, they want to talk to me all the time. And so I recently busted out some of my old comic books. I have in the garage, I have box after box of these collections of, you know, trades where they've collected all the comic books into one. And I, I've been enjoying watching Stargirl on TV with my daughter. We've been enjoying that. And it's reminded me how much I like the JSA as well as sea level superheroes. <laughs> so I just pulled out all my, you know, all my books. Sure, and have it's about just time been- the kids learn about Dr. Fate. I know, Dr. Fate, that's right, Dr. Fate. Oh, oh, wait, they've had a Booster Gold toy for since they were born. Booster Gold. Booster Gold is the theme song I wrote for him. <laughs> anyway, I love them, and I have, and they're very easy just to read. They're very noncommittal, and you're just done. And that makes me feel like a person. So <laughs> with that bar <laughs> set for you guys, Eliza, are, are you geniusing? You are geniusing me. Yeah. Eliza, please. Okay, um, so this week my small weird dog, Boo, <laughs> met uh, two huskies. I was staying with my boyfriend, who has <laughs> two giant huskies, and it was very scary, because I was like, they will eat him. They're going to yeah. eat him. And he, I, he never makes any noise, but he started growling. He growls like the predator. Like, it's just like this weird ticking <laughs> sort of thing. <laughs> So I, I kept being like, oh, God, I got to I got to manage this. I got to get in there and fix it. I can, maybe I can make them shake paws and then they'll be yeah. friends or I can smear them all with peanut butter. No, yeah. just keep them away from them. And I chilled out oh. and like just kind of like spent a lot of time with all the dogs and was and tried to keep my vibe real chill. And yeah. he started hanging out with them like he was in a little pack. He went from growling at him. To being like, oh, me and my what giant the- buddies are three times my size easily, if not more. <laughs> so I was proud of myself for not helicopter dog owning. 
You are doing a very good job. That is very impressive. You will have to come on one of the shows where Renee from Can I Pet Your Dog comes on and we just compare children to dogs the entire time. So she says, she says they're not the same, but I'm like, no, no, it's fair. They really are I mean, very I, similar. I think the tasks you have to do, uh, like yeah. the ones I have to do with the dog, you have to do all of them. But then you also have other stuff that I, I don't, I don't have to help him with his math homework. You know? Yeah, but well, I'm not. I don't help with math homework. I just <laughs> go ask your father. God, the internet will tell you. Ask Alexa. Well, you are doing a wonderful job. Thank you. Hey, this is Teresa. Um, I thought I would give a call with a genius. Um, I think it's a genius for two reasons, but um, school starts in like eight days and I was getting very anxious about it. And so I finally gave in to my anxiety and decided that we are going to do remote learning for the first quarter just to see how everything goes. Um, And I think that's a genius for giving in to my anxiety and then also for um, limiting the number of kids in the classroom because it works for us to do remote learning for the first quarter. Shout out to my employer who is letting us work from home through the end of the year. Also, my daughter is 13, so she is pretty uh, self-sufficient. But um, anyway, uh, I really appreciate the show and all that you do. You both are doing an amazing job. And shout out to all the parents who are struggling during this time. Have a good day. Bye. You are doing so great. I don't know if you guys know this. Making decisions is fucking hard right now. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. I'm trying to make none. I'm trying to make as few as possible. You mean in a world where we have literally no idea what the world's going to be in a week, month, or year? Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And so, uh, surprise, uh, people have to just... Be left to their own devices to make impossibly <laughs> undecidable decisions about children and school and work and family. And it's completely fucked up. So I am just want to say, good job. You made a decision that works for you. And you didn't make it at anybody. No, you know, like your employer's not letting you work from home to piss everybody off. You, everybody made some decisions that worked right now and you are killing it. You're doing a great job. Failures. (laughs) (laughs) Fail, 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 fail. You suck. Let me fail you. Okay. Um, This is, again, again, I've been doing the show for a while, so some of my things are related to to epic mythologies of one bad mother. And that is this banjo that I have had since New York, longer than children. And it has lived under my bed and I've never played it. And yes, there have been many shirt designs about Biz touching her banjo because that's exactly what it sounds like. And I, during this time, have been taking lessons. Stefan got me lessons and this was a big genius and it was great. And I get one hour, like every weekend, I'm just locked in trying to learn how to play the banjo. And I have not practiced for two weeks and I feel like a jerk. We, I had to take off last weekend because I wasn't feeling well. It wasn't the COVID. And I just have not picked it up. And I know that after two weeks, I'm going to go into this lesson and be like, I'm not any better than I was. And I really want to be better at it. I really want to play this instrument. And I've just let that 
slide away very easily. So I have to, I got to do better than that. I mean, it's not the end of the world. No one's going to die because I'm not practicing the banjo, but (laughs) it was important to me and I should be doing it. And it just kind of fucking sucks. Yeah, but I think that that's also how people work. Like, I mean, it's like waves and tides. Like sometimes the the tide goes out and you have to let it so that you can come back to it. The problem is just if you let that that drifting away from it continue and be too too much momentum. But you can also let it... Let it drive you to swing back with even just gonna, more passion. I'm going to lay down on the ground, and I am just going to let Earl Scruggs roll all over me. <laughs> is that your banjo teacher's name? No, Earl, no, Earl Scruggs is Scruggs-style banjo. He's a very oh. famous bluegrass performer. Okay. I will be honest, I'm not sure the name of my banjo instructor. <laughs> anyway... I'm not Bo- good at things like Boxcar that. Boxcar McGee. That's right. Uh, well, I, I call him Banjo. That. Right. Uh, that's right. Exactly. Hobo Dugan. That's right. Uh, all right, Jordan. Yeah. Uh, so one of my one of my quarantine, you know, self improvement things uh, is like, okay, well, I'll guess I'll start running. I guess I'll run. <laughs> So I got uh, I got one of those couch to 5K apps. Have you guys heard of those? Mm-hmm. It's a kind no, of a little. No, but okay. Inter- uh, it's it's a yeah. So it, you know, kind yeah. of it, it does what it says on the box. So you know, the idea is to get you from being on the couch to being able to run a 5K. And um, and you know, I I the last running I did is like running the mile in high school, which I fucking hated. Like I hated that more than I hated <laughs> geometry. Like yeah, and so. You know, I, I, I'm like, yeah, I'll give this a shot. I'll, I'll, I'll give this a shot to, you know, people say to do it, and my doctor says to do it. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, but I, I found out that I really liked the. There's like a playlist integration part of it, so you can mm. make a little running playlist and kind of try and like sync it up with the time, and that really kept me kind of interested. So I was like, okay, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of getting into this. I'm, you know, making a new playlist for every run. That's been really fun. And I also was not prepared for the uh, for the like endorphins that come with running. Mm. I'm like, oh, it really like it really gives you some juice. It really like, hmm. you know, it is really like a like a cup of coffee that makes yeah. that makes you exhausted. Um, <laughs> it's like, yeah, and uh, it's how much a, running yeah. do you have to do to get to that? Uh, so I I feel like it kicks in for me at like. Like 15 minutes in, I start to feel like, Oof, that's hey, a lot of yeah, I know. <laughs> and then it's, it's very bad up until those 15 minutes, yeah. too. It's very bad until that happens. Yeah, I don't think I can do that. <laughs> but so I was and I'm like, so this these endorphins kick in and you're like, hey, this is like I'm doing pretty good at this. I yeah. I probably look like a majestic Pegasus. That's probably what I look like when I'm doing this. A windswept. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Greek horse. Yes. And cut to the gremlin. <laughs> yeah, well, cut to me doing a jog by a community center where there's a reflective surface. <laughs> never look! Don't look! No. Never look! So apparently I am less a Pegasus and more a, like, yam on two little springs. <laughs> you know, like when you take apart a mechanical pencil yeah. and there's uh-huh. those little springs. It's like, I, wonk, wonk, wonk. 
Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, in my head and, you know, in my headphones, Eye of the Tiger is playing. Yeah. I feel like the Just song you. to the outside yeah. world is <laughs> it's Baby Elephant Walk while a fucking wow. yam bounces down the street. <laughs> So, well, so the fail was, the fail was looking. The fail was right? looking, the fail yes. Was no, looking. I mean, hey, the fail is exercise not all is the work of the other. It's never, never look. My mother never actually look. used to, like, whenever I would get, like, really bad haircuts and stuff, she would say things like, you need to go stand in front of the mirror and you need to get used to it because you don't want to be walking down the street oh, and catch yeah. yourself off guard Smart. and then, and like, and see your reflection <laughs> and then feel like shit. And I was like, it, it was a, Jet black pixie cut. It, she gave me That's good advice. Extreme. Well, it was. You're doing a horrible job not using blinders and everything right. that you do yeah. out in the world. <laughs> but think about how happy yeah. you probably made everybody who got to see a little sweet potato. Yeah. Oh, jangling down the road. <laughs> I am. If I don't see Is somebody that... <laughs> draw a sweet potato Pegasus crossover, Please I'm do. Yeah. very disappointed. Hit me, I'm that. <laughs> well, good job actually doing it because I've gotten lots of apps over the last couple of uh, months and they are all immediately deleted. So uh, good. Oh, that's a nice gift you give yourself. I have them languishing there mocking oh, yeah. me. Like, what oh, about just that 30-day like... abs you were going to do, Skinner? <laughs> And sometimes it'll give you the little notification. It's yeah. like, you Maybe. haven't abbed in so long. Like, shut up, phone. You shut up. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. I'm Don't fine. forget to update your weight. There's no update. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same. Well, that's because it's one bad mother. You're doing a horrible job. I can't tell you how many times we all have made the mistake of looking. Don't look. <laughs> Never look. <laughs> Hi, One Bad Mother. This is a fail on top of a lot of other fails, but my four-year-old, who has quiet time every day in his room, he listens to podcasts during this time. That is a genius, but today I walked by his room, and he was listening to My Favorite Murder, which, if you know, (laughs) you know that's not appropriate for a four-year-old. You are doing a good job. I hope everyone is safe and healthy. Bye-bye. Yeah, I'm not sure my favorite murder is is age appropriate for a four. It's really more of a seven-year-old. The four-year-old's probably show. just a fan of Karen from Mr. Show. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the real probably 90s it. comedy dork. <laughs> and like, I want to see what she's up to. I got to tell you, there's nothing worse than like walking by and like realizing that something you've left out in the world is now being really absorbed (laughs) by your child, be it a podcast, because lots of us share, you know, it's not like your four-year-old has their own iPad. They are pulling the pods, the podcast from your list, right? So like I had a few of those that I just had to Make Katie Bell promise she didn't listen to him. <laughs> you stay Dad, away. From, I, you stay away from that Dan Savage young lady. That's right. That's right. Don't listen to that. Ask your mother. Actually, listen to that. Sure. Um, that'll <laughs> answer all your questions. Yeah. Probably better. But you know, maybe you are raising a super cool detective. That I, sure. I she could be the next. I don't know any detectives right now, but I, she's probably Columbo. Uh, 
Colum- yeah, the Columbo. next Columbo. That, or a murderer. It, one of the right. two. But that's really where we are as parents all the time. We're either raising something great or a murderer. Well, you're doing a horrible job, but you're also doing a really great job. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. One Bad Mother is supported in part by HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. I got to tell you, I enjoy getting a box of food delivered to my house (laughs) that has everything I need to make something delicious. HelloFresh offers convenient delivery right to your doorstep with easy home cooking for the whole family. HelloFresh sent me this wonderful recipe for these Thai turkey meatballs. They were very easy to make. I'm not a fan of making meatballs, but boom, I did it. It was so delicious. And here's the great thing about HelloFresh and their recipes. I then saved the ones that I really liked. And just the other day, I pulled out that turkey recipe again and boom, I made it because it's really good and simple to make. And what I also like is that the packaging HelloFresh uses to ship your food is almost entirely made from recyclable and or already recycled content. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 80BADMOTHER and use code 80BADMOTHER to get a total of $80 off your first month, including free shipping on your first box. Additional restrictions apply. Please visit HelloFresh.com for more details. That's HelloFresh.com slash 80BADMOTHER for $80 off your first month. I'm Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. And together, we host a podcast called Still Buffering, where we answer questions like, Why should I not fall asleep first at a slumber party? How do I be fleet? Is it okay to break up with someone using emojis? And sometimes we talk about bugs. No, we don't. Nope. (laughs) Find out the answers to these important questions and many more on Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am a teenager. And and I was two. Butts, 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 butts. Hi, I'm Renee Colbert. I'm Alexis Preston. And we're the hosts of the smash hit podcast, Can I Pet Your Dog? Now, Alexis. Yes. We got big news. Uh-oh. Since last we did a promo, our dogs have become famous. World famous. World, like, stars on the Hollywood Walk. Okay. Second big news. Mm-hmm. The reviews are in. Mm-hmm. Take yourself to Apple Podcasts. You know what you're going to hear? We're happy. It's true. We're a delight. A great distraction from the world. I like that part a lot. So if that's what you guys are looking for, mm-hmm. you got to check out our show. But what else can they expect? We've got dog tech, dog news, celebrities with their dogs, all dog things. All the dog things. So if that interests you, well, get yourself on over to Maximum Fun every Tuesday. Oh my gosh, I love Eliza Skinner and Jordan Morris. Boop, 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 boop. Guys, I, I highly, highly recommend Earth to Ned. It is incredibly funny as an adult 
who really likes comedy watching this. And it's also fun for the kids to watch. It really is something you could just put on and enjoy, or you could put on for yourselves. And if your kids wander in, that's okay. And it makes me so happy to hear from Eliza that she has this beautiful sort of control and and promise to herself to to bring on, you know, nice people, uh, which I am a fan of nice people. Speaking of things that I am also a fan of, I am a fan of the nice people who call in to this show to leave a breakdown. Hi, One Bad Mothers. I have a rant. I rallied myself and my toddler to go to my toddler's dentist appointment today. We got our masks, our hand sanitizer, all the rigmarole, psyched ourselves up. Wasn't something either one of us was looking forward to, but my thought was, we've been eating a lot of junk lately. I last thing I need is a cavity in a three-year-old. So we went to the dentist and signed all the forms and social distance and did all the things. The dentist came out in effectively a spacesuit which was upsetting, but we got through it. And at the end of the cleaning, the hygienist looked at me and asked me if I've been keeping up with flossing on my three-year-old daughter. And I'm sure you can guess what the answer to that is. No, (laughs) I'm lucky if I'm able to brush her teeth. And the hygienist looked at me and said, are you working from home right now? And I said, yes. Yes, we're all at home right now. And she said, Jenna says to me, oh, well, then you can try and, you know, during the day, why don't you try flossing your daughter's teeth? As if it's that simple, as if it's that simple to floss a three-year-old's teeth on a normal day. But why don't you go ahead and try and squeeze that in while you're working from home full-time and watching your three-year-old daughter full-time all by yourself. Yeah, that sounds like a good time to try and floss her teeth. I, of course, did not say any of those things because I would like to go back to that dentist at some point (laughs) in the future. But I did just kind of smile and laugh hysterically (laughs) and laugh. Anyways, that's my rant. You're doing a great job. I feel better getting this off my chest. And I hope everybody's hanging in there and staying safe. Oh, my God. I love you. You are doing such a good job. First of all, we're just going to start with you rallied and got that. Also, I'm sorry. You used the phrase rigmarole. And that makes me very happy. I love all the rigmarole. So you got that three-year-old to the dentist. Now, I mean, we all know that uh, we have just been putting probably more garbage than normal into our children right now, okay? We just, there's just not opportunity for them to go somewhere <laughs> where out of our reach, okay? And now they're with us all the time. And uh, sure, you could have a little of this, a little of that. So, you know, the fact that you accepted that that's what was happening, and that maybe you should try and get to the dentist is just 
That's just A+. plus. That is just some, like, serious next-level pandemic parenting, in my opinion. Good job. You are just amazing. And <laughs> even under the best of circumstances, when someone that you don't really know makes a comment that suggests you could be doing something that you probably haven't thought of before. And look, I'm not saying that sometimes people don't say things and you're like, holy shit, I hadn't thought of that. That's a great idea. Thank you so much for sharing that, right? But I was, I'm just going to say, usually if it starts with, have you been flossing the <laughs> three-year-old? Uh, you probably know what the answer is going to be. And it can really make you feel like you're doing a shitty job even if that's not their intention. And you add on to that the helpful advice of, well, since you're home, you clearly have all this time to floss. Like, I, it doesn't make a great deal of sense. I can understand in theory, like if you're working it out on paper, maybe, let's see, A plus B, home all day, working, uh, children are also in the house all day equals definitely time for flossing. I, I just think you handled it so well. The hysterical laughing and then running maneuver is beautiful and all parents should try and perfect it. And I just think you've got such a good grasp on, on your own sense of like, you know what, I'm doing the fucking best job I can right now. And I know that this person isn't saying this at me, but I also don't want to explode at this person and sure i could sure we could all be doing a better job of flossing our children and ourselves i get it all right but you've got this grasp on on all the things that go into this and you're doing and that you're doing a good job like you really like i'm whether you realize it or not i think you're recognizing that and i just think that's so wonderful <laughs> Yay! You're doing so good, especially not murdering somebody. Yay! Guys, what did we learn today? We learned that uh, maybe we're all like aliens trying to make our way through this world right now. There are so many ways we're still learning how to engage with others and, you know, and our kids really do. I've talked about that on the show before that it, it's so weird watching my kids navigate the world, take in information, figure out how they're supposed to process it and then how they're supposed to turn that around and then put it back out. The show Earth to Ned, it... <laughs> Like I said, maybe it wasn't their intention. I know that clearly Eliza was talking about their intention in creating the show was just putting a little good out there and some fun and some humor and trying to help these aliens understand how to navigate human emotion. But we're all actually trying to figure out how to navigate human emotion and sitting there watching this alien do it with my kids really did feel like they were maybe gaining some perspective that's that's too hard for me to explain. So I I just kudos to Eliza and Jordan and all the writers on that show. It is on Disney Plus now and it's delightful. We also learned 
Kind of what we always learn. We got to be mindful of what we say to others. And we also have to take what others say to us with a grain of salt. Okay. Or I would actually prefer to take it with a grain of red wine or jelly donut. But take it however we can take it that doesn't cause us to beat ourselves up all day about it. How about that? Let's just, that's what we're going for here, right? School has started. We've all had to make decisions or we've had decisions made for us when it comes to what that's going to look like for our families. And that alone presents plenty of emotional fatigue. Okay, guys? While nothing that's happening right now is normal, I think what is normal is forgetting that we are tired and that we are stretched thin and that all of this is having a physical and emotional effect on us Even if everything looks exactly the same around us, it's not. And we need to be prepared when our bodies say, we're good, we're good. We're just, (laughs) we're gonna just collapse now or have a raging headache or our shoulders are gonna hurt or we're gonna just cry for a really long time or maybe we're gonna yell at people more than we would normally yell at people. Or like this is, that actually is the normal thing that's happening right now. And you're all doing such an amazing job getting through it. I just, I just am so, I'm so impressed. So let's just go out there and as our rant caller did, just laugh hysterically when something presents itself to us (laughs) in which we would prefer to yell hysterically at somebody. Just laugh hysterically. That's nice. I just, I just channel my mother who was just the queen of like the Southern. If somebody said something just incredibly stupid to her, she said, that's nice. And then she would just go on because like, she's not going to get into a discussion with somebody who's, you know, rude or an idiot or, or, or doesn't understand her. Right? Like at the, Most of the time, these are passing experiences, not people we have to work with or lifelong friendships or something that really does need our attention to address. You're all doing amazing. We are going to take a week off. I realized Hannah and I had not taken any time off since all this began, and we we just need a little bit of a break. Just one week. Just one week. That's it. And then... We will be back with you. So you're all doing a great job. And I will talk to you in two weeks. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. We'd like to thank Max Fun, our producer, Hannah Smith, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. 
One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Well, Daddy, baby, fussing by, not throw down Mama Blue. Oh, said Daddy, baby, fussing by, not throw down Mama Blue. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.